this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everybody, welcome to Las Vegas House. You are now tuned into the Crazy Sexy Cool Podcast. I am your host, Bethany. I am joined by my co-host, my fellow Sagittarians, my friends in real life. We have the beautiful Meek and the beautiful Elizabeth. What's up, y'all? What's, What's up? up? Hey. Yeah, ho. Yeah, ho. <laughs> Here at Crazy Sexy Cool, we give our black ass millennial opinions about the crazy, the sexy, and the cool hot topics. But uh, something's a little different today. We're on a new platform. I said we're moving on up. The Jaffers is up. We're falling on our knees of we ain't going to fight. Get your phone. Sorry, I'm done. Meek right. is lit. I love it. Lit, lit. So, welcome. You know, if this is your first time hearing our voices, I'm Bethany. As I stated before, we got Meek Des, who just gave us a beautiful rendition of the Jefferson's theme song. <laughs> and we got 
Miss Colgate Smile over here, Elizabeth. So, I want to play a quick game, a quick icebreaker game. And this is called This or That, or some people will call this Would You Rather. Okay. So, I'm going to start with Elizabeth. See? I always start with you. You always start. You always start. No, you do. I always start with me. And I don't know what she's about to ask, so I'll be like, (laughs) me first. You guys have no idea. Okay. And if you want to answer this too, Meek, cool. But I do have another question for you, okay? So, Elizabeth, would you rather be tased for 15 seconds or bungee jump in the Grand Canyon? (laughs) Oh. Okay, so the way I'm set up right now, I can tolerate pain a little bit more. So I'm like, you might can tase me for like 15 15 seconds. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. And I and I could take it. So so I'm gonna go with tase. I'd rather be tased. You know. I'm not jumping off no good. Oh. What about you? You know some but you know sometimes when you get tased, like it can make you pee on yourself and shit on yourself. Yeah. So hopefully your bladder is empty, dog. Because (laughs) if not, you're gonna be shitty lids for the rest of your life. See, ain't nobody gonna know that. <laughs> she gonna, Whoever she gonna be a, that person that tastes me. She's gonna be a different kind of busted baby. After busted baby. Look at that. Hopefully, I'll never have to go there. But you know, you go, you go from busted baby, baby to shitty baby. Ugh. Disgusting. Ew. Oh, me? Ow. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> so what about you, me? Are you oh going to or are you going to bungee jump, bruh? Look, you know what I was making fun of Liz, but I, I like I like that feeling. Like, I really do. Like, so I, you've been tased before is what you're saying. No, I've never been tased ever in my motherfucking life. <laughs> but, but, like, it's something about when something hurts so good. Like, you know, you and I, we go to the gym. So it's like that pain. When it hurts so good. Yes. So good. So good. So oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So go I, have a, I have another question. Go ahead. So would you rather, like, so let's say I present you two, two stones, right? You take one stone, you're 18 again with everything that you know now. Or you can be your current age with a million dollars. <laughs> Take me back to 18, dog. Really? Hey. Take me back. Really? Yo, look, put it this way. Look, I understand. I don't mind telling my age. I am 32 going on 33. If I know what I know now at 18, I'm going to have way more than a million dollars by the time I'm done. Yes, ma'am. Like, right. like, damn sure. Like, oh my. You know what's so crazy, B, that you brought that up is because, like, so I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, walking the campus. So this is the same campus I was on back when I was, you know, that age, 18. I was like, fuck. Like, if I knew what I know now, 
like, bitch, you be making major motherfucking moves. Like, hell yeah, take me back. Yeah. Take me back. Are you the same, Liz? I mean, I'm still learning, so. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I would too. Back, but, yeah, because like I can make a lot of different choices in my life. A lot yeah. of good ones too. Yeah, but and at the same time, it's like. I, well, I guess knowing what we know now, we take that at 18, we still kind of have those experiences. We don't really, I guess, get to cancel those out. But yeah, I would definitely do a whole lot of shit different. Yeah. But, you know, especially like knowing what we're like, what we're going through right now, a pandemic and like, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell me back in 2004, 2005, when I was 18, that the nigga with the number one TV show on NBC, The Apprentice, was going to end up being a goddamn president. Right. I'm like, <sighs> you couldn't tell me that four years ago. I mean, <laughs> fuck AP. Let's not play it. Like, you couldn't tell me that fucking four years ago, okay? But, but, then, but here we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, but here we the fuck are. If, if, if I, look, Given with the knowledge I know now, my ass will run for motherfucking president. Okay. Okay. And knowing, knowing all the cheat codes Vote shit, for me. I probably am this. going, you know, for the love of Ray J. You know what I mean? Get a little, you know what? Get a little fame. You know what? Get a little fame or whatnot. Then go to the apprentice and then become a senator. Bam. President. I'm Boom. sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Right now. Uh, so would you like try to, you know, kind of go into the future or seek out certain celebrities or people like before they became famous? Mm-mm. No. What I would do, though, is I would find Facebook dudes and. That's what I mean. Like. They ain't famous, like they famous, but they ain't famous. And also, uh, is it uh, Rogan? What's the dude Rogan name? Joe I will also, Joe, yeah, I'll seek his ass out too. Like, I will seek his ass out too because, like, those motherfuckers, they making, they making certain moves. Also, Fifty Cent ass, like he making certain moves too. So, like, I'll seek all them motherfuckers out. But yeah, like, I'll be on Harvard campus. Like, nah, bro, where Jeff Bezos at? That part, that part in his library, looking ass. Okay, look. I need a library card. <laughs> Where he at? Because, because think about it. You know, he got married, and his wife. You know, she she hit a lick, bruh. She got she got the billion back, and that mean, divorce, bruh. All I gotta say is those type of men always have Check. a thing for chocolate. So. Nah, that chocolate fantasy. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes, they always got things for chocolate. Them, yes, they got some. Yeah, so yeah, we Benzo. What's up? Benzo. <laughs> you don't know this now, but I'm letting you know right now. Like, keep going. Whatever you going through, just keep doing it. Push, push harder. Mm-hmm. Harder. Yeah. That's what he said. Hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Look at her. Okay. <laughs> so speaking speaking of ex-wives getting that bag, you know, the big talk of the town, talk of the streets, the internet streets. Um, Dr. Dre's wife, 
Nicole is looking for, you know, spousal support. And it totals up to about two million, two million. A, a month. Okay. Two M's. So they uh broke down, I guess, <laughs> what she <laughs> was asking they? for. They well, TMZ broke the story. So you can either you take that with a grain of salt or you know, it is what it is. So uh, Nicole, she's looking for 1.9 to cover her expenses, and they're saying her laundry and cleaning bill is 10k a month. Her clothes are they using time? 100, 135k. Let her, let her finish. Let her. Her education, uh, well, tuition for the kids and living expenses, 60k a month. Entertainment. Hold on, I have to read this again because, like. Really, nine hundred thousand a month entertainment period. Charitable contributions, one hundred and twenty-five a month. Mortgage, one hundred k a month. Now this part is what got me, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> she got sprint. She got sprint. Nah, bro. It said what this is. Telephone, telephone, cell phone, email, email, email nigga. 20k 20k a month what what no no but how how your entertainment how how your entertainment costs more than your charitable expenses (laughs) fuck i want to know (laughs) look so if you're married to someone that's making that kind of bread you guys get a divorce are you looking to like straight up cash out like this me the way she's doing it is a little extreme like very extreme but (laughs) um I feel like when you date somebody in the industry business and um I guess you're married to them you guys have kids you guys been in a relationship for years you kind of expect those same, you know, the luxury type of lifestyle, you know, you, you expect that. And when you're with that person and they introduced you to that, I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of go back to, cause I don't, I honestly, I don't know what she does on the side as her own businesses or anything. But like, if I'm with somebody in her entertainment business and we're married for years and we have kids, I'm expecting the same kind of lifestyle. I am. Sure. Hers is a little extreme, but I'm definitely expecting the same. Because you, you can't introduce me to this lifestyle and then expect me to go back to normal. Like, like so I here's, have, you know. So but. here's my thing. We don't know her. Right, at all. You know what I mean? So we don't know what she has been accustomed to even before marrying this man. That's she could true. really come from, like, a rich-ass family. And she just, you know, continue to keep that lifestyle by marrying someone like Dr. Dre. Sure. Um so she could be well within her rights to absolutely ask for this. I'm not in the business of counting nobody's pockets. So right. I ain't That's mad hard. at it. I'm not either. Because you know what? We don't really like I said, we don't really know them. And you know, I think about I think back to like when MJ, Michael Jordan, got divorced. And like his his Juanita? ex-wife, Juanita, Juanita got the money. Okay. <laughs> and but you didn't hear anyone saying like, uh, MJ doesn't want to pay it. You know what I mean? We don't know. Dr. Dre may be like, that's it? Cool. <laughs> right. Here you go. 
while everybody else at home is like, what? I would never, I could never, I would, you know, that's too much money that she's being greedy or a gold digger or whatever. We don't know. That might be less than what he was expecting. Right. I mean, I'll go back off of what you say. Like, I do think that a lot of people need to like be cautious of projecting their own financial strain on someone else's problems. Yes. So it's like, I looked it up. They've been married for 24 years. You don't know what the fuck she had to deal with for those 24 right. years. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of the day, she's accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And also, she, like, she was, in a way, a part of what he achieved within that lifestyle. Yep. So, to think that she does not deserve a certain portion, like, that says a lot about that person's, you know, right. value within themselves. But... I think a thing that people don't realize is that so um, I, I I have to partake in this when it when it comes down to court and what and what my lawyer advised me is that like you aim high so then that way you negotiate right. and then you're able to meet in a median. So even though this makes headlines and it's like a it's like a attention grabber of like two mil blah 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 blah. But, like, you have to, like, she can't come in, like, oh, my God, yeah, 2000 a month is cool. Like, no, because motherfuckers going to want to come in and negotiate that 2000 a month. So you have to aim high to be able to negotiate to a point where both parties can agree on, right. like, okay, this is cool. It's, it's best to go over and beyond than to, like, because then you're going to short yourself. Exactly. But no, like, a thing that I don't like is that, People don't like to count in emotional investment. Right. And that's huge. <laughs> a huge like part. For, for 24 years, to be an emotional investment to someone else's achievement, you can, in many ways, like, put yourself to the complete side. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, 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 you're putting this person over yourself. So it's like... Mm-hmm. I. I don't, I don't like the fact that people be like, well, what did she do? And did she make the beats? And it's like, oh, right. you don't know she did. Because we had to go through this when um, Kobe was, um, him and Vanessa were going through their divorce, which ended up, you know, they ended up getting back together, of course. By, Remember? By wise man, keep happy wife, happy life. But, but remember what Drake said? You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Where that whole phrase came from, because that those two were together for a very long time. At that point, I think they were they were married for like ten years. At that point, and people tried to make it seem like, well, she doesn't deserve one hundred and twenty million, bruh. Like this woman was put through a whole lot in right. those ten years, like a whole rape scandal, and you know, it was a lot that she had to go through. But beyond that. Because, like, I don't, because I don't want to make it seem like women have to go through hell to deserve what they deserve. But Kobe even stated himself that it was because of Vanessa's understanding as to why he was able to be the better player that he is. It was because she was, she was very understanding, like, babe, I'm going into the gym early in the morning to late at night. Like, like that understanding and being able to have his family and have his his career at the same time and not giving the optimatum. So it's like it doesn't always have to be a hell of like a woman putting up with like someone cheating on you or 
scandal, whatever, like it's also providing peace. It's also mm-hmm. providing a, a state of mind. And at the end of the day, that, 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 um, that's from energy. So let's not say that she's not worthy of what she invested into this man because it's because of her. She's a part of his achievement. And yeah. like I said, I don't know Dre and his estranged wife situation, but 24 years of marriage, you Woo! were married for, to her for 24 years for a reason. So mm-hmm. let's, not, let's not excuse that part. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. They, they negotiate. Y'all negotiate. It's going to work itself sure. out. Like I said, I, I don't like to count people's pockets. Um, we have another story that's, I guess, similar. Yeah. Where um, Future's baby mama, I, I, she's a mother of one of his children. I'm going to say that. I don't like really saying the whole baby mama thing because we don't know yeah. her. Uh, right. Eliza Rain. Um, it's, you know, report saying that she wants 53000 a month for child support for their, uh, for their baby. And Summer Walker, the singer, she had, you know, some comments about <laughs> this woman um, wanting that. So Summer Walker, she posted on her Instagram story a picture of Future and um, Eliza saying she wants 53000 a month. Women like this are so disgusting and sad. I feel bad for this man. Do y'all, where do y'all even find these type of women? And I'm sorry, the part that made me pause. (laughs) She said, I feel bad for this man. For this man. Bruh, are you, huh? Huh? And I like SZA and her music too. Not SZA, not SZA Summer. Summer, Summer Walker? Walker. Oh, I'm Summer. like, whoa, whoa, Summer. whoa. Okay. We're not going to involve Susan into this shit. <laughs> See? See, Summer. But I, she ain't got no kids. How are you going to speak on this? That part. Say, it, speak say it louder for the niggas in the back. She didn't even have kids to even speak on this situation. So, it to me, this is very disappointing. Um, Why do you feel sorry for this man? I don't know. I have no idea. He's over like, here bro. sticking his everywhere anyways. No. <laughs> like, he has a proven track record of not, like, every time a woman says that she's pregnant with his baby, he immediately denies it. Requ- Denied like, take accountability and, and, for his actions. And then runs away from, like, DNA tests where it has to be exactly. court-ordered. So, it's like, bro, how do you feel sorry for this man who has this many children and this many baby mamas and is, like, notorious for doing this shit over and, and over, over and, and and even did it to a superstar. Like it's not like you know he was gonna do this just because you know this woman is living. I right. guess she lives in Florida, and you know we don't know who she is. Right. He's gonna do it to anybody, any woman. He's gonna do this shit. What's up, yeah. man? <laughs> I, have, I have to I have to do this because I have on my AirPods, so I don't want to like you know what I'm saying. But you are absolutely right, and it's like. It goes back to what we stated like a couple episodes ago where it's like in this norm of accepting men of, of like escaping their duties as a father. Like, why is this normal and why are we showing empathy, sympathy to these men? Now, once again, once again, when it pertains to court, 52,000. Yeah, that sounds like a big number, but maybe you're broke. Maybe you don't know. Right. What 
person actually looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't project your financial distraught onto someone else's issue. Second, when it comes, when it pertains to court, you got to run it up so that way you can negotiate down. So, so for those who don't understand that, like, that's so how it goes. Eliza, she posted on her Instagram story just to give some people, you know, a little bit Insight. of clarification. She said, in a child support case, both parents have to submit financial paperwork to determine a fair amount of support. I submitted mine day one. But guess what happens if the other party doesn't? They do a general assumption of income. So there's a site called Forbes where people report their income. The state has guidelines. According to what is reported to Forbes, if true, the state of Florida guidelines suggest 53000 until there the you go. Objects there you have it. Yes. Status. So there you have it. I don't yes. like it when people are loud and wrong and counting other people's pockets and saying, that you know, part. and calling her, you know, disgusting. And where did you find these women? What? So Impressed. not only so not only that, people are kind of you know calling Summer's bluff because she is in a relationship with London on the track. Who has kids. Who has children. Who is currently being, sit, what, he, he, he has papers for, uh, what, child yes, support that, that he's, yes, he's running he from as well. So that. she's speaking <laughs> on something that she needs to be handling something totally different. Mika's raising Go ahead, Go ahead, Go ahead <laughs> I got to speak on this. <laughs> FYI, I don't, like, at the end of the day, for you women that do not have kids that are joining yourself with a man who has kids, like... First off, yeah, you you hear your boo side and blah 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 blah. But I encourage you to to get a good grounded understanding of the situation. <laughs> yes. First off, second, you do not support no man that's not properly supporting their child. At like this all. is this is unacceptable for all you women that's out here over here calling boo bae and all this type of shit. And this nigga's not properly supporting a child to the fact. That the baby mama got to go run papers. Like, that's, bro, that's disgusting. Like, it's disgusting <laughs> and it says a lot about you. And if you think that he won't do it to you, sister, you got something, you got, you got another thing coming. Absolutely. So, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to project that onto you and I'm not trying to wish that onto you, but it's just, it's, it's a pattern. And like, and I'm not trying to say London is not doing his due diligence. I don't know what the situation is, but the fact that this shit has to be taken to court shows me that there's not no clear communication between the parties. So if you're bro. not supporting a clear communication between the parties, bro, like I, I don't got nothing the, for you. The easy thing to do is to mind your black ass business, bro. That part. Period. And you can't be out here speaking and getting on your motherfucking soapbox speaking on other people's child support cases when your man got one pending. Like, that has nothing thing. to do with I'm about you. to pop a bottle. <laughs> that part. Bel Air. <laughs> I know I'm serious because it has nothing to do with you like to me that is the worst like as for for the listeners that are new to us like all three of us we are mothers you know what I'm yes. saying we are single mothers and you know like we have a different perspective when it pertains to this and for those women that do not have children and you're joining yourself with a man who has a child if you are not well um, how can I say, like, well-rounded within his his child situation with, like, the, 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 the mother of the child and everything, mind your business and stay out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, just Period. completely mind your business and stay out of it. 
you know, but that's, for you that's to the get best on, thing to do. Yeah, for you to get on a pure pit and talk about where do you find these women? Well, you know what? Let's be honest. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Eliza. I don't. I don't. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like, you know, uh, defame her her character because of you know of of the mess that her and Future are going through. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this though. For you to quickly to be able to show empathy or sympathy towards a man that has no fucking care as to where he plant his seed. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a woman. Like the man made his choice once he decided to nut inside of her. It's not even on the woman. So at where did where, where is that accountability? Like where is that accountability? Like and that's what I'm not seeing and that's what makes me disgusted by this whole completely. This whole complete situation. It is. It's really disgusting. Especially like we like you said, we don't know Eliza. We don't know where she come from, you know, like her background, her story, whatever. But what we do know <laughs> is that Future's track record is proven. He is a trash ass dude when it comes to s- domestic situations with children and the mothers of these children. And the way that he spoke about her on social media. You would think, like, nigga, you slept with her. We didn't force this woman into your life. She didn't trap you. This is someone that you, this was consensual. You had sex with this woman. That part. Like, own up to your shit and be like, you know what? Cool. All right. That's my baby. You know, the the blood test proves it's my child. So I'm going to do what I got to do financially. That's it. immature. But also... But also, I'm not against men wanting to clarify. Like, when I had my child, right, I'm talking about day two. I was like, swap him, swap him. Let's go ahead and get this shit out the way. You know, it's nothing wrong with men wanting to clarify, like, is that my child? That's nothing That's wrong. wrong with that. That's okay. But, but to publicly defame or, you know what I mean, to throw shade on someone who gave birth to your child, like, it, it's a horrible character flaw, like all together. Like, and to yeah. be honest, it's certain shit that shouldn't even be talked about in public. You know what I mean? Like, true. And for you to go around here busting nuts inside of bitches and then want to sit here and be like, it ain't mine. Like, come on, bro. Like, you 30, 36, 38 years old. Grow the fuck up. If Fuckboy Club had a motherfucking president, symbol, it would be fucking, <laughs> it would be fucking future. <laughs> With some fucking Ray-Bans on. Like, like real talk. Like, fuck, like that, that's fuckboy mentality. When the fuck are we going to grow up and when we're going to have accountability? If you if you are bold enough to sit up and bust inside of a female, be stand up when you get that, that late text that I'm late text. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, right. <laughs> so, you know what? I, it made me think about, like, dating, you know, and being single. The moment I hear a man who has children oh. speak any ill on their child's mother, this this girl could be batshit crazy. But when you decide that you want to tell me that she's crazy, you can't stand her, or bop, that is the that is such a huge turnoff that I, I probably won't talk to you again. I, I, I I'm the same way. I'm definitely the same way. Anybody who's comfortable enough as a man that has a relationship with their baby mother or don't have a relationship with your baby, if you're comfortable enough to talk to me about your baby mama, I don't want to talk to you because I, th- me personally, I'm not 
talking to no man about my baby daddy, no matter what our situation is, whether it's good or bad, because like that, that's, that shows me your character. Like you, you just so comfortable talking bad upon the mother of your kid to somebody you barely even know. Like I can't, I can't. Mika's raising her ahead, hand again. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to cut you off. So you can definitely finish your thought. I have these my, in so that it, it over, it overshadows. So my thoughts be like this small sometimes. Keep going. <laughs> so no, but I'm piggyback on what y'all said. And, um, also, I question why why are you in such a rush to uh, a rush to paint yourself as the protagonist, mm-hmm. like as as like the positive aspect within this relationship. At the end of the day, it takes two. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, and, and and I'm not trying to say, oh, you're automatically a bad dude. Like, no, I'm not going to say that. But like it, like if there is miscommunication between two people, it's between two people. It's not just one person. Right. You know, miscommunicating. So, like, the fact that when, when men have this, like, rush or, like, from from jump, I mean, you meet me Thursday and by Saturday I can, I can you told me everything about your fucking <laughs> mama. Like, bro, I'm questioning you. Like, I'm not right. questioning you. Because at the end of the day, there has to, like, at the end of the day, there's an a innocent child that's in between the two of you and there is a someone has to be about solutions. So if that means exactly like backing down and not always pushing your point to make a point, you get what I'm saying? Like someone has to be about solutions. Like, yeah, I don't respect no man that comes with any type of foul, ill tongue about anything about their baby mama baby at mama. all. Right. And then, and then their girlfriends backing them up on, Doubling mm-hmm. down on the bullshit. And, and, cool. I, and cool FYI, on that. Dudes, FYI dudes, I don't know if y'all fucking know this, but any bitch that's 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 quick to hop on the whole my baby mama crazy bandwagon, like you need to be questioning her. Like if she's mm-hmm. not encouraging you, like hey yo, talk to her. You know what? Fix you that. know what? Just hear what she got to say. Like you know, okay, maybe you can't, maybe you can't see her face to face, but like take it a time at you know, step, encouraging you because at the end of the day. At the end of the day, the thing that, that some men don't understand is that is that there's no excuse as to why you're not in your child's life. None. Like, right. There's none. There's there's none. There's nothing you can tell me as to why you're not in your child's life unless unless the court deems you unfit. Unless <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way. But other than that, and, and what I'm trying to say is if it takes time, maybe you can't do it the way you want to, but if it takes time, if that, if that means by text message, if that means slowly but surely, like, that's what it means. But, but if that, you're... Go ahead. Yeah, just have to make effort. Just you got to make effort. effort. I don't want to hear, like, oh, well, I try, but, like, she won't let me see, little man. But guess what? If, if she <laughs> won't... Man, I mean, you got you to gotta correct what's right with her before you see little man. And yeah, okay, some some women be like, oh, well, we could have been, like, we not together. So if you're not out here trying to do, like, counseling, you know, ther- any type of therapy, if you're not fighting in the courts, look, I, I had to go and find a, th- there's programs out here that will support you in filing papers where it doesn't cost a thing. A so thing, there's no, yeah. There's no excuse. And I understand that a lot of states agree with the mom off top but like mm. i said there's no excuse unless you were just out here batshit crazy 
There's no fucking excuse as to why you're not in your child's life. There's no excuse as to why your child has not seen you, heard from you, read something from you, saw a pigeon in the sky from you. And <laughs> I don't know how many of them in the sky. I right. Mean, like real talk. So yeah. Yeah, like for those women that support that type of behavior, shame on you. Shame on you because you need to take a, a, a step and think if, if you was, a, and, and you know what? I'm not going to say that because I feel like being a mother is something that you do not understand until you're in it. It's real easy for you, for people to say like, oh, put yourself in my shoes. You, 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 you don't even know what my shoes look like. That you, 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 you and Payless, I'm in Louboutin. Like it's two different motherfucking types of shoes. You don't even know what the fuck my shoes look like. You well, feel wait, what about what about the moms that wear payless? <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. But that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. The moms that wear payless, we wear them shits like they fucking Louboutins, and it's a fucking mentality. Okay. So it's like you you think you think it's one shoe, it's a whole nother motherfucking shoe. So like you, it's just something that you don't understand. But like I just, I just all about as a community us encouraging men to be in their child's life absolutely of it's okay oh she tripping fifty two thousand. what the fuck like why why are you in her pockets Mm -hmm. hello (laughs) you in her pockets Mm -hmm. oh oh oh, could it be a projection of your irritation with what your man is going through because you know that mr london is going to have to give up paris to his, well, is, is is that what it is like is projection projection yeah i mean it, it it doesn't take much to have some sort of compassion to try to see things from another person's perspective whether you have kids or not like i've dated men with children before i had my son and mm-hmm. I, me too i i absolutely get it like yeah, not that i i 100 understood but I, I understand there's two sides to the story. Like, this person is probably crazy, like you're explaining her to be, because of something that you put her through. Yeah. Or people are going through something and it, and it changes them. It turns them to a different person. Like, so are you exposing to me, like, you know, that you might have some toxic ways that might drive me crazy? Mm. I might need to separate myself from this whole situation. Yeah. And her actions, her, her reaction is off of his actions. Yeah, I mean and that part to think that a to think that a woman is just batshit crazy because she just woke up on a Wednesday morning and said, you know what, I just had my coffee. It's time to go batshit crazy. Like that's just crazy. <laughs> that's just fucking crazy. So, so like, but the thing is, what if she really was like that, but you decided to continue to fuck with her and have a child with this person? So, okay. what does that say about you? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. What does that do to you? Like. You, if, so, if someone's a sociopath or have any type of mental disorder, by the time y'all was fucking, you've, you've, you've got clear example of what that order is. So it still doesn't, it doesn't fucking excuse you. It just does not. It at doesn't. All. And it's so crazy because men don't think about all that shit until after the child is born. It's like, oh, well, she had a rough childhood or, she didn't have a relationship with her father, and yeah. she like, why not? You you didn't you didn't put that into consideration until you started spreading your motherfucking seeds between her fucking her fruit. Like you, <laughs> you you didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, that that reminds me of just like 
another situation of dumb shit niggas say. Oh. <laughs> go ahead. There we go. Look. <laughs> go ahead. So, you, am I, oh, it's my turn. Yeah, it's it's you, Meek. Take it away. This is your favorite segment, honey. This is my segment. Dumb shit niggas say. So on an app, so on an episode of uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville, a man goes on to. Hold on, I have to go ahead and find it. So a a man goes on and basically expresses his um his opinion that he doesn't have to do anything as a father than other than provide. And for, okay, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this show. I, I don't know the dude's name. And honestly, he doesn't even deserve that type of notoriety. <laughs> but but on this show, it's all black. It's, I, I can't even say predominantly. It's all black. Yeah. And for a black man to get on here and state that his only duty is to provide, is to provide. In 20, well, I don't know when this show was aired. It had to be between 2018 and 2020 because it it's, it's like fairly new. Yeah, like to think that that's all that, that that's all of what your duty as a father. Is. Yeah. Right. So he's, it's a, it's a group of men. They're talking about, you know, you know, how his wife, one guy's wife feels, you know what? I'm going to play the clip, guys. Go ahead. Roll, roll that good. I, I would agree. Martell, you would agree that she's a single parent? She's not looking at the financial aspect of it. That's, you can look oh, at that. Oh, hold on, no, no, no. A lot of people can provide financially, but a lot of people can't be a dad. Growing up, my mom, she had a boyfriend for 17 years. 17 years. He worked, but guess what? He never came to a game. He didn't support me. He didn't take me places and things of that nature. You know what I'm talking about? So I look, I, I look back on that. And I mean, that might be how she feels. Well, imagine this. Imagine to a degree. Imagine this. You had to choose between somebody coming to your games and someone feeding you. The thing is, I can provide for the family, and I can also pick my kids up from school, take them to different um, games and things of that nature, and support them, and help mail clean up the house. And so, yeah, it can be done. But let me ask a question. What, what do you gain from that? I get satisfaction <laughs> that I take care of my family. That's okay. So, what? he asked, he asked, what do you gain from that? Go ahead, Meek. Um, I just want to provide a little bit of background. So the, so the gentleman poses that his only obligation was to provide. And then his friend went on to explain, you know, no, it's not just providing. There's other ways, you know, where you can, like, you know, you know um, take on your position as being the father. Um, now that guy who was his friend, the reason why I think he has a clear understanding of that perspective is because for those who are not familiar with the show, his wife is the money is she wears the pants. So she's the, she's the breadwinner in the situation where he was placed in that position where he had to where well, not going to say he had to. But, you know, where he felt that position of being at home and spending more time with the kids and so on and so on. So that's the reason why his perspective is so clear on that, because he he's seen the other side. Wow. My whole thing is, 
I, his his boy asking him like, "What do you gain?" That's the dumb shit that like we're talking That's about this because dumb shit. because it's like. So is that just okay for you just to provide for a family that, because you're so busy making the money that you don't know who you're really coming home to? Do you know your children? Do you know what their favorite sport is? Do you know how well they're, you know, doing in soccer or, you know, in the recital? Like, are you privy to any of this or you just come home, you know, make sure the bills are paid and do it again the very next day? Like, Meek, what's good? (laughs) It's so frustrating for, I, I didn't know that people really thought like this because my dad, you know, he worked very hard to bring home the bacon, but that's my best friend. He knows yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like he knows a whole lot about me just, and and we didn't even live in the same house. I didn't grow up living with my dad. He was in another state right. and right. yet, <laughs> and yet. He knows these things. He knows my dentist. He knows who my doctor is. He knows if I'm allergic to anything. Like, he knows, you know, my first day of school. And, you know, he knows these things. And I feel like this guy doesn't see the importance of of knowing these things at all. Like, knowing his own children. What's good, me? So... I want to speak on this because I feel like it's something that we don't that like our community when I say our community I mean I'm preferably talking about the black community don't really talk about but as a mother it's like it's it's um required that you are interested in everything that your child is interested in when in fact there's some things you really just don't give a fuck about you know what I mean? Now, that does not mean that I do not love my child. I love every single inch of my child. Like, like I look at that little boy and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and it just melts my heart. Right. But I would be lying to you if I told you that I cared about every single motherfucking Pokemon that ever <laughs> existed. Like, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because I well, don't. I watched you buying pictures. And I care the- about every fucking Eiffel 86 record, Michael Jackson record, fucking, I don't, I do not. And my son, but you know what? It's enjoyable to my son. And when he brings it to me, he lights up. So guess what? Guess what? I might not want to deal with it, but guess what? I do. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that little moment, that little, I don't don't even call it a sacrifice because it's really not that deep, but that little moment where I'm like, Ugh, I don't care, but I know it means a lot. <laughs> no, that's no, that's real. Because people think like we're supposed to be so like, oh my god, show me again, and like show kids me will come to you and be like, look what I can do, like steward on. <laughs> mom, 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 mommy, mama. Mom, can I tell you something? Yes, baby. Did you know that the equilax of the fucking lot like no babe I did not know that and I don't care to know that and but you know what the fact that it interests you it it warms my heart so it's right. been so and what I'm trying to say is I do feel but I, I do feel like that part of parenting comes from being the primary parent of being with someone every single day and understanding what they day is and also acknowledging our children as their own individual person so a lot of these 
a lot of these dads come in. It's like they pick a boo daddies and come in. And, and, and that don't mean you're a Debbie. It doesn't mean you're a Debbie. You can be with your wife, with your children, and still be a fucking pick a boo daddy. But, mm-hmm. you know, picking your head in and picking, hey, what's up, champ? How was your day? And then going back out and then the rest of your day is, a, is about you. That's not, we don't have that privilege. As at all. At all. Or as, I'm not going to say as mothers, but like as primary, whoever is the primary parent, we don't have that privilege. And so for you to think that all you can do is provide, let's be <laughs> honest, the government can provide, honey. You know what I'm saying? We can go get any Jim, Dick, and Harry to fucking go and provide. But what kind of memory and and chemistry are you building with your child? Like, that's the question. I think about that, and I'm like, on holidays, like Father's Day or his, you know, that guy's birthday, like, what do their kids do for him? Like, does he care? Does he give a fuck? And it it also kind of seems... This is kind of generational because he probably came from a home where yeah. his dad was like, I'm here, I'm but he's not really there. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Right. And that's and, okay. And this, his friend is telling him like, my dad, my mom had a boyfriend who, you know, for 17 years, but he didn't do X, Y, and Z. Like he wasn't that male figure in my life. Like, do you want to look that's back that's- and be like, like when you're on your deathbed and your kids ain't there because they don't know you? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it don't even gotta be deathbed. How about this? How about when anything monumental happens in your child's life after the age of eighteen? How about oh, dang! Did you hear that Junior got accepted in such and such? No, I didn't. Did you hear that he's expecting his first? Th- no, I didn't. Guess what? You're not gonna be a part of that because you don't have a natural bond with your child. And then all of a right. sudden. Those are the parents, those type of parents, like that guy who just thinks that it's just financial obligation. You also start to project this obligation to the child as though they owe you something. Like, yeah, I'm the reason why you did, you did this. I'm the reason why, like, no. Nah, but then they start regretting that later as they get older and nah. they realize everybody is just branching off and going doing different things they start to feel bad and they start to sit there and it's too late at that point it's too late it's like you want me to start you know you want to be a daddy now like i've been in a situation where i had you know like my mom had you know got married to a couple of guys and you know <laughs> coming Shout in out and out. mom yeah i don't know about that but Liz taylor <laughs> But yeah, so and and I looked at these men and maybe that's probably why I have men problems now, but I looked at these men and all they wanted to do is provide and they wasn't really there. So I was just like, you know, just another one come and go. It's another one coming and go. That part. And it's like there there definitely has to be a connection and and it's like it has to be a personal connection. Like your connection with because I'm 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 the same as you, E, where like my mom married a couple of times and it's like your connection with my mother does not automatically like trickle down to me. Me, so, right? Like, if you don't have a, a a personable interest, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be, you know, you got to be careful with words. So I'm not trying to say like personal, sexual. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about like a personal connection with a child. You can have a connection with the child. Right. If you don't have that, like, it, it just can't. It just cannot work. Yeah, and then growing up, and they wondering like why you don't respect them. Like, why should I respect you? 
Exactly. Yeah. Are you? I don't even know you, dude. I just know you around the house. Exactly. Up, at dinner, <laughs> breakfast, deuces. That's right. And it's like, what? Because your check, you know, because you bringing in a W-2, niggas, like, I'm supposed to just automatically just deem you with respect? Like, you, the, the fact that as adults, now, I don't, I don't believe we practice this, but the adults, the generation before us, they just felt like because they were adults bringing in some type of, like, you know, income that I can't see the fuck-ups that you're doing. Like, children are some of the wisest beings here on Earth because yes. they're not influenced by society quite yet. So yeah. for you to think that children can't see what the fuck you're doing, you are mistaken, completely mistaken. And this dude, this dude has a history of being very misogynistic. And so, like, he, and it's another thing I want to tie this in, is that men act a certain, well, some men, some men, we're going to do that disclaimer because, like, yeah. not all men. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some men, <laughs> you know, do this, you know, do this, have this, like, retaliation or this, like, this behavior towards their significant other, their baby mama or such and such, not thinking of the co- of the connect link to the child. So right. it's like you partaking in your child's life has nothing to do with your motherfucking wife. Okay, mm-hmm. like it has nothing to do, and you will you will see that once you get separate. Older. No, so I have a completely separate. I have a friend whose dad was in her life, like he they all lived in the same house or whatever, but she didn't really like know him like that. You know what I mean? Like he was one of those dads, like he just worked all the time and just came home, ate, sleep, go right back to work. And really didn't care about establishing a relationship with her or her siblings. So the day came when, you know, she's in a relationship. She gets proposed to on her wedding day. Who was walking her down the aisle? She came down that aisle by herself. And her dad was like. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, I mean, nigga, like, yeah, we lived in the same home and you were there and you were taking care of things financially, but I don't know you. I don't know you. Like, think about that. Think about that. You didn't have the chance to get to know me, so why should you even have the opportunity to walk me down the aisle? Be a part of my life. And the the dad felt some kind of way, of course. He was just kind of like, well, I did this for you, and when you needed this, you know, I I made sure you was doing this, and it was just like, but, but... but why do you want to give me away to my husband? And like, you don't even know him because you never got the opportunity to eat. You didn't care to get to know him and to see like, if this is a man that I should even get to marry, like, should I marry this man? He didn't even right. come to you when he wanted to propose. Mm-hmm. That part. See, mm-hmm. And that right there, because I got to piggyback on what you just said. Um, this whole thought process that, I did this for you. I did that for you. Like, first and foremost, this child came from a hot night of passion, as my grandmother would once say. Like, <laughs> like this child, the, the child, or the children did not did not say, "Hey, it's my turn. I'm ready to come down to earth." Like, no, it was through some 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 good feeling, as my grandma would say, <laughs> some good feeling, some hunching. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You decided to relieve, and now we have a motherfucking baby. So, <laughs> and 
And that choice that you're making when you relieve yourself is the obligation of being a guardian. Okay? You are a guardian. Did so you hear that, future? Future, did you hear that? Okay. You are <laughs> a guardian. That is the part of being a parent. So the whole finance, like your financial choices and your like to choose the experiences of the child, whatever you choose, that is on you. That is not the debt of the child. So when, to, to bring that up to the children and say as if it's a debt that they owe you, they don't owe you shit. Shit. They don't owe you not a motherfucking thing. So for you to carry yourself on like you doing something for them, like, no, that is your obligation. Because let's, yeah. be, let's be honest, if it wasn't an obligation, you wouldn't, there's actual criminal charges that go against <laughs> ne negligent parents, okay? So right. it's definitely spiritually and, you know what I'm saying, figuratively, like, it's your, it's your obligation as a guardian to make sure that you provide the best life period for your child yeah yo i feel like this episode has been like very fuck boy heavy so let's <laughs> let's segue over to monday nights versus we had brandy and monica and i was really looking forward to watching it and i haven't seen it yet however i was really happy to see that they were like breaking records so brandy and monica they combined for over 20 million United States song streams after the versus battle. So uh, they got about 21.9 million on-demand streams for their song catalogs from August 31st to September 2nd. Just a few days. Wow. That's good. In a few days, not a week. That's good. A few days, they got over 20 yeah. million streams. Shout out to, you know, their record labels and... Those girls, they about to get about to get that bread. So at one point, um, concurrent views, 1.2 million on versus on Instagram, on Apple Music, 1.8 total. Um, on Instagram, they had 4.2 million views total. Um, over 100 million in stream likes. So you know how you press the little heart. They had a hundred million of those. Um they had 35K people click to sign up to vote because they had that link going on. So this is over 5 billion impressions online. Wow. And this is, and, and, and look, we have said this before, like we've, we've been waiting on women to come yeah. on this verse. It's like we had Jill Scott and Erica Badu who set records in their own right with that. Irish. And and Brandy and Monica, of course, you know, we know there was a little drama back in the day. So people, I think, were tuned in looking for, like, some drama. But it was actually love from everything that I saw. The comments from the from the viewers, they wanted to see the drama. They wanted to be lit. They were trying to kind of, you know, speculate on what was going on. However, these two women gave a great show and had this many people tuned in mm -hmm. i thought that was incredible so amazing so did you guys watch it because we were supposed to get together and watch it but you know we, we were, were. <laughs> we so i didn't I get a chance to no i saw the beginning i saw the beginning of it and the one thing about verses is that 
is that like okay so a lot of the, a lot of the artists that have done verses they their music reigned during a time where we weren't as they weren't as uh available to their to their fan base as the artists are now today you know what i'm saying like back then we weren't able to hit up nelly you know what i'm saying like on social media and shit so we get to see them within their own personality like you know what I mean like how they are how they communicate how they interact with like so and so so I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie like a little bit of that can throw you off a little bit or you'd be like I didn't think she was that way or why is she doing that or you and know people what I mean? watching your body language on a yeah. live that, broadcast that yeah. part yes that part you know what I mean? So it's like if people read in certain, you know, body language cues, like how you, you know, pointed out, be like where it's like, mm, okay, cool. Um, I saw the first half of it. It was cool. Um, but I can't lie, though. Like when I'm cleaning my house, like I'm, I put that Brandy and Monica versus on and just let that bitch ride. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's been on so- repeat. So they broke records with Apple Music and Instagram, but this does not, none of those numbers include the YouTube unofficial streams that's happening where people are tuned in to watch this on YouTube. So this is, I'm going to YouTube to watch like the replay of it. So this is how yeah. I'm going to tune in. But just just the, the impact of R&B music is sick. It's, it's sick. in a whole that's different like, vibe. Like, rap is different, and, you know, it's, like, regional. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I like this rapper from New York, or this person from the South, or this person from Cali, or whatever. But R&B is just, like, across the board. It doesn't matter where you're from. And I think yeah. I think because these two women were just so young when they started, and they were a part of everyone's kind of, you know, their lives growing up, whether... I don't care what at what point that you discovered Brandy or Monica. You could be 10 years old or you could have been born the year Moesha premiered okay. on. TV. You know what right. I mean? Mo- there are, okay. It's me. I've been watching on Netflix. I haven't started Moesha yet. But from my recollection, Frank, Moesha's dad, is trash, bruh. I remember one episode <laughs> that he called Moesha trashy or tra- or a tramp or something. Like, he called her something because she was dressed and she was, like, yeah. showing her midriff or something like that. And but... I, I can't wait to, like, go back and revisit these episodes so I can They're see, good. like... Leave it to be to remember the one motherfucking episode. <laughs> No, because no, no, because as the the season went on, as like Moesha progressed, get we get Ray J on there and come to find out this is Frank's son when his character thinks that this is his uncle or some shit. Yo, yeah, that's trash, complete trash. trash. Like the perfect dad and everything is with her and Hakeem. Still looking for those episodes, like her and Hakeem. Like, I'm like, oh, the whole best. Some little energy going on there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely revisit. Uh, Yo, you remember shit. that shit though? Leave it to B to be like, no, that one time. Back. I'm like, I don't even remember that episode. Like, I do. Fuck. It's when her dad called her trashy. She had that little tank top on. She had got a tattoo. He was like, that's exactly it. Trashy. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to revisit this versus because, you know, Monica and Brandy had them hits, you know. Yeah. Look at hips. And we have to give, like, New I think Monica. what I learned. <laughs> New Monica. <laughs> Yo, the thing I have to give to them is their, how can I say this? Their um, musicianship. Yeah. So, like, you know, like I like I like I'm a big Tony fan, so I know that like her, like Brandy and Dark Child did a lot of like collaboration together. But yeah. when you go down her catalog and you hear the songs and how they're put together and how they're orchestrated, like yo, you gotta give this woman her credit. And it's the same thing for Monica, where it's like that voice, like it's just. It's unique, and it's, it reminds me, like, of a Mary J. Blige, where no one can sound like her. Mm-hmm. No Nobody. one. Nobody no one. can sound like they're her. Both, they're <laughs> both so unique in a way that, like, we're never going to get anyone like them again. This is a once-in-a-lifetime type of voices that we have, which is why this was such an iconic moment for people to, like, kind of go back in the 90s and the 2000s just revisit these catalogs like it really meant a lot which also sparked like a uh, debate on um soundtracks because we had brandy on the waiting to excel soundtrack we had monica on space jam soundtrack so i want to ask y'all what is your favorite soundtrack cinderella cinderella yeah. You know what? I never, I never thought. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> way for <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so Cinderella is your favorite list? Yeah. You know what? I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen it. Um, but look to everyone. <laughs> there are so many classics that I have not seen. So whatever. <laughs> Send me no, all the hate me mail. Too. Uh, so. Let me not stall you out. Ex- wait and exhale, Bethany. Go ahead and say it. Wait until exhale is my favorite soundtrack. Yes. And in a, in a close second is Dream Girls. <laughs> what? what? Come on. She did. She did. Oh, she's so old with the theatrics. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. What's, what's the issue with Dreamgirls? What's the issue with Dreamgirls? It's, it's too Dream Girls-y. We are Dreamgirls. Hey, no, no. And FYI, FYI, um, the original, the original, uh, with the, um, what's the, I can't, it's the original. I, no, it's another one. It's another one, a sister, her, her name was Sister, and, like, she was, what's the name of that? I don't know. Sparkle. That's what I'm thinking of. Sparkle. Okay. Sparkle is bomb. The original Sparkle, bomb. Dream Girls, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love B. Beehive, don't kill me. I love B. But 
Yes. Bro, come on. Like, no, no, Beyonce, no, 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 no. Beyonce killed. No, no, Jennifer no, Hudson no, no. killed. Jamie Foxx killed. Jay like, Hud. Jay Hud definitely killed. Low key, I hated Jamie Foxx wig in this whole fucking production. <laughs> Yeah, I hated his whole thing from the whole production. I do think that Dream Girls is something that will be way more endurable live, Broadway, like on the stage, like not the not the whole star. Can I tell y'all how? So, a couple nights ago, I couldn't sleep. So, I'm going to be honest. Like, this whole, like, Chadwick Boseman dying thing has just really fucked me up. So, I was like, you know what? What helps me sleep is to smoke weed. However, I was like, you know what? I'm going to smoke, but I'm going to watch Hamilton. Because- How did that go? So, girl, I <laughs> I didn't know so what I was myself into. <laughs> how Hamilton was like sold out like it was so mm-hmm. tough to get one ticket to go see yeah. Hamilton so I'm like I always knew like it was a big deal but I didn't know what it was and what it was really about I knew it was about Alexander Hamilton so I'm like okay so my high ass, I'm sitting there, I got all my snacks and shit. Like I got my, you know, I'm I'm literally like in bed with my ashtray sitting on the bed with me. I'm just like, fuck it. Yes, like, Bethany. Yes. So I didn't know it was like a hip hop yes. adaptation of this Alexander a- Alexander Hamilton story. And then like there's so many black people talking about like history. Yeah. Like a black man playing George Washington, I was just like, "Yo, yeah. what is going no. on?" And you know, you know, and uh, so, so, like allegedly, well, I'm not gonna say allegedly, but Alexander Hamilton was biracial. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, like, I learned a lot watching it, but when I tell you, my mind was blown. 98% of the time I'm like I still don't understand what I'm watching because that's the it was, weed I mean like it, it was the weed it was absolutely it was the weed, weed. like it was absolutely the weed like it, I I love Alexander Hamilton the Broadway show but it ain't that deep like that was the weed <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> the weed yo it really had me done so I I was like you know what I watched the first act and then the next day I smoked again and finished it and I was like you know what I'm gonna watch this again but I really liked the experience of watching it high so I think that's gonna be my new thing I'm just like you know when outside open back up I'm gonna start going to Broadway shows and just be be high high before I go in yeah yeah. Yeah, why not why not just take some fire bro take some shrooms go see a I've never done shrooms. Has anyone on this panel done shrooms before? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Me? You know what? We're going to save this story for another day because I really want to know about your experience. Like, I'm so curious because everyone who says that they've tried shrooms are just like, yo, like your mind and it's just so this, this and that. So we're going to save it. I'm looking. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say shit. We're going to save that. 
Okay. Yeah, so, so but but to get back on topic, when you said what's my what's our favorite soundtrack? To believe believe it or not, my favorite soundtrack is Black Panther. Oh, I feel like it was so well done, and also like I'm a dancer, so like like the beat, and then also I think like it was a good mix of like Western, you know, Cali, California vibe with African tribal. So you yeah. hear that all throughout the soundtrack. Yeah, like even when I hear those songs come on again, I'm like, oh shit, okay, that's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Black Panther is definitely one of my favorite, like for sure. Yeah, Ludwig did his thing. He did the score and he, you know, produced a lot of those songs. So, and he <laughs> won that Oscar. He got that Oscar. Okay. So, Ludwig and Ryan Coogler, the director Ludwig, of Black Panther, Ludwig, were roommates like, like, like in Beethoven, college. Ludwig, like yes. Ludwig, Beethoven, Ludwig. That's his name. Yes. So, him and Ryan Coogler. You know, supposedly Beethoven was black. Yes. So is he related to the <laughs> So Ludwig is white. He's a white man. I mean, he could still be related to fucking Beethoven. Did you see could. the pictures of Beethoven? He could. Yeah, he definitely had that, you know. He had that that thick hair, you know what I'm saying? They tried to lighten his skin a little bit. And those Just photos. a little bit, oh. yeah. We see it. We see it. So Ryan Coogler and Ludwig were um, roommates in college. So... That's you know, it was destined and to see them win a project, you know, win a, a Oscar together for their project is incredible. So, yeah. So he also he also produced This is America by Childish Gambino. Just another, you know, yeah. reference. Of fire. Fucking yeah. fire. I, and I, yes. love, I love I love the irony that like this white man is producing such like monumental like he has some. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love because yeah. to me, it just shows the progression as to where we're going as like a a a, a, a human species. You feel me? Like, I love that. Yeah. All right, y'all. So we're going to segue into our red light special. If you guys have a question for the ladies of the Crazy Sexy Cool Podcast, shoot us an email at crazysexycoolpod at gmail dot com or Twitter, Instagram, DM us at crazysexycoolpod. So today, today's question is, <laughs> I thought this was really funny because people really don't talk about, when people talk about their parents, it's almost in like this, like our parents are like this mythical figure. Like they're just, they just do no wrong sometimes, you know, but I've never been that way. Like I understand that my parents are human and they fuck up just like anybody else. So this question asks, What's the worst advice your parents ever gave you? <laughs> Everything. Everything. Don't get me wrong. I love I, I love my mom because like my, my dad wasn't there. Um, not by choice, you know, because me and him and my mom didn't get along. Um, because she was stubborn and she was one of those moms that, you know. You don't want to be with me. You can't see your kids. But, oh. um, yeah, nothing. Like, she didn't teach me. She didn't teach me shit. And, 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 and I don't fault her for that now. Um, she's trying to be better. But, yeah, she, she, yeah, I have, no, I have nothing to say. Good. So, and was it any, 
was there anything in particular that she ever said or you're just like what or you were like she she gave you some advice and you took it and was like well that fucking backfired mm, let me see some advice that she I don't know she my mom didn't really talk to me so it's like mm. like the, the, I, I think I got good advice from her I never wanted to be the mom I never wanted to be a mom like her so I mean I, I took that from her but her giving me bad advice she never my mom was never that mom that came in like talk and like try to give me try to give me any type of advice um, yeah try to be more of a you know like a friend have, and mom so I yeah. have to say I feel like that's like a common thread with a lot of like children like within our generation and oh yeah it takes a lot of I don't even know what the word is but I commemorate you on that though Liz because like to go against the family cycle and to also exercise understanding to understand mm-hmm. that your mom did the best that she could but like to know that you want different for for your daughter i think that like takes a lot of like power so mm-hmm. it really does you know challenge yeah it's 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 a it's a challenge to go against like how you were raised and to completely go the opposite way the way and, yeah. like you know what i don't agree because we've always been raised to respect your elders and, you yeah, know, part. almost as if they're all knowing and they don't fuck up. Like, no, I don't have or, to do and, 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 and do everything as you say, just because right. you're older than me. Like, right. what's that? Or the, the whole, because I said so. Because right. I said so. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Cause my son, you know, I'm trying to get out of that because my mom, I remember being really young. She told me, don't ask me why. When I tell you to do something, I'm just do just it. Just do it. The, yeah. the moment you question why is like the biggest, it's just huge disrespect. But with my son, I don't like, if he asks why, I try to explain so he explain. understands why. Yeah. Like, and if I how, don't know right. why, and if I don't know why, I'm not ashamed to for my son to see, look, mommy, mommy doesn't always know why. But guess what? We can get the answers together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to like be able to step down from that pedestal that parents are placed upon. Yeah. yeah. What about for you, ladies? What's the worst yeah. thing your mom ever? What about you, like, Meek? Advice from parent ever. My time. mom. I love my mama to death because low key, <laughs> my mama and Oprah was cut from the same fucking thread. <laughs> like I swear. But the worst advice ever was get a real job. Ooh. That was the worst Cut. advice ever. And ooh, ooh. me being me, I look at it and I and I, I definitely don't shame her for it or charge her for it because it comes from, you know, wanting stability, like that fear of being stable and wanting, you know, stability. But I also see the effects of not pursuing your life purpose and what that does for a person. And I can't be that person. So with that, like, I've made the decision, like, no, that's not for me. But through my journey, she's come to understand it. But, like, in her mind, she's like, you have a son now? You need to get a real job. Like, what the fuck is a real job going to do? They're just, just last week, MGM fucking laid off 18,000 people. So what All I'm right. not going to do is I'm not mm. going to put my livelihood nor my son's livelihood in, a, in the hands of some corporation that don't give two fucks about me. That's what I'm not going to fucking do. 
So True. I would say that. Of course, there's way more thought into that, but I don't want to like take up all the time. But yes, like that was, I would say, would be the worst advice. So the worst piece of advice that my parents gave me is to wait until marriage to have sex. Man, get the fuck out of here. You know what? I'm sorry. What the fuck? fuck? Why should I wait? Why can't test drive that thing? Why do I need to set myself up and be in a relationship or a marriage with some man and I find out he can't please me sexually after I'm married to this person? Like, what? I just feel like a lot of people have been taught to teach women to like suppress their natural, you know, like everyone wants to have sex. It's a natural thing. At some point you're going to want to do that. So what's wrong with wanting to test that thing out? In our thirties, yo, my sex, my sex drive is like on an all time motherfucking work. Like wake up in the morning. I'm not gonna even hold you, okay? Like to the point where I did, like to the point I nutted so many times. I looked at myself like, "Bitch, ain't you, Are done? you right, right, right?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like back, back to back to back, though. To back to back, dick, back to back. Dick, toy, dick, toy, toy, dick. Like what the fuck? Like that's normal. But also. Uh, off the joke though like that's real shit but off the joke but going back to what you were saying though be um you you being a parent do you i don't know how to phrase this question so i'm gonna just fucking say it do you realize how misguiding that is because like beyond not being sexually pleased but there's emotional ties especially when you're not as well-rounded within the sex realm so it's like you wait till you're married and then like there's all this like emotional transfer that happens through sexual you know interaction and like what that that shit yeah, doesn't so fucking make when, sense to me so like you know i'm going to raise my son to for him to understand what sex is really about it's it's multifaceted it's not just one thing it's not just right. you a physical penetrating or have exactly exactly there's emotions on both sides that will happen there's a chance of pregnancy there's there's so much you just don't tell you just don't tell a young girl or young boy don't have sex that is not sex education you need to prepare your child for when they have sex because they are going to have sex bro and we have we have boys so once those balls drop girls It's it's, it's, it's on. It's go time. My thing is, my dad, he prepared. I would say that he tried to prepare me. So I think, so my dad, he told me, um, because we had this conversation, me and my mom, to this day, we can't talk about sex because she gets so, she just clams up. Like, (laughs) this is not her shit. So I guess when I was like six or seven, I asked her about like where babies come from or whatever. And she just got so uncomfortable to the point where she called my dad and was like, hey, she's asking about this. I need you to talk to her because I can't. So my dad comes into town. He pulls up. He has a banana and a condom. 
And he shows me, he basically is like, you know, when two people are in love, you know, they may want to, you know, express it physically. So if you're going to do that, make sure that you wear a condom and blah, blah, blah. And so he puts the condom on a banana (laughs) and, and my mom is basically like, she's mortified. Mind you, I am seven years old and my dad is doing this. My dad is showing me how to put on a condom on a banana and I'm seven. So she's like cringing. But I really appreciate my dad for even doing that because how many, look, how many dads do you know, especially with a daughter that will go that deep into detail about protecting yourself? Because my dad understood, he understood she's going to have sex one day while my mom is like, don't have sex until you're married. Right. So it was like two different levels of it. Because most guys that I know, from the moment they have a gender reveal party and they find out they're having a daughter, oh. I'm buying a shotgun. Gun. Oh, part. Like, no, my dad was the one to come through and be like, okay, she's going to have sex one day. So let me try to prepare right. her to at least be protected and to do it safely. While my mom was like, don't have sex. So that's why... <laughs> That is the worst advice. No, prepare your child for when they have sex. Please. Who's to say, mom, I'm getting married anyways? <laughs> right. 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 Hello. Hey, mom, what if I don't want to get married? Married, right. I not I just stay abstinent for the rest of my life and deny my natural Experience inclination to want yeah. to have sex? Like, Ooh. do I do I torture myself like this? No. And and then you know what it like you battle the thing that they don't they don't realize is that the ongoing mental turmoil that they have you know placed upon their child like as a girl as a as a girl with that like you grow up with such like shame and such shame you know what I mean like and in true sexual education you have to discover and and you know explore yourself so like to even feel shame for even like touching my titty you know like oh I shouldn't do that like it's my motherfucking body what the fuck you mean I can't fucking touch my titties you feel me like like that whole shame about it but also like but also like um like how you said like prepping your children for when they have sex first off as parents I know we're not giving the manual when it pertains to parenting but you have to trust in what you have installed in your children so if you are so so scared and oh my god this can't like that means you don't even trust your teachings mm-hmm. wow so, yeah why should i as a, like you don't even trust you what you're teaching so like you it's a point in time where like that's and that's why i always say as parents it's not my duty to mold my child into this perfect being that i see fit no it is my obligation and my duty to guide my child and, and yeah. give my child the proper resources to to maneuver through his journey in life. In life, like, period. Yeah. In life, like I period. I even asked my mom, I'm like, well, why did you never like talk to me about sex? And she was just like, <laughs> she couldn't come up with an answer. She was like, Well, I had your brother when I was 15. I just thought like, and I was just like, no. You have, I, I can't read your mind. You need to, there needs to be some sort of communication going on here. So, which but is did why she, did she talk to you about, um, like 
you, your cycle, but she didn't talk to you about sex or did she not talk to you about that either? No. So the whole conversation came about when I was talking about sexual education in schools mm. and she, she thought that it should be up to the parents to talk to they their child. About about sex. But I'm like, but you didn't talk to me about sex. So. Right. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's for sex education in school. But in either a way, way, I agree with your mom because the way I'm raising Elijah is I'm allowing Elijah to be his age. So I'm not pushing him to like be, you know, like you need to fend for yourself. I'm not. I'm not pushing him like for that. Like my child is very independent, but I he's six. I want you to be six. So I don't feel like it's up to the school to determine when my child is ready for sex or not. Like. Me, being the parent that I am, I think that I will be able to know if my child is ready to, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it's time for that talk or not. Like, But I because, do because my mom didn't talk to me about it, once I discovered certain things, she was the last person I was going to go to to talk about anything regarding my body and my sexual health or anything. Like, I remember when I wanted to, like, start going to see a gynecologist. And, you know, I was sexually active, but she didn't know that. So how do I go and be like, hey, mom, can I go to a different doctor instead of my, like, primary physician? You know what I mean? My sure. child doctor, whatever. Like, I wanted to go to a different doctor and, you know, I wanted to have a different conversation. But I just wasn't comfortable having that conversation with my mother. So when I think about, like, the whole question, like, advice that your parents gave you, you also have to take into consideration of like their upbringing and what was you know presented to them as they were growing up and my mom like I said she had my my older brother when she was 15 years old so she she got pregnant at 14 and had him at 15 like at what point does she get to have a conversation it was more so don't have sex and it's just like passed down from generation to generation right but they're not having this conversation with the boys no they know? definitely not yeah, I, know. Like, I didn't i didn't take a trip to the gynecologist until i was 19 19. and Ooh, 19 girl. i didn't lose my virginity until i was until i was 20 and so my mom just like was like put her on birth control like like she like she didn't i didn't i, I didn't have the type of behavior to think i was sexually active but it was just one of those like precautions and the side, the downside of that is, once again, like parents not asking the questions like says, like what's in this medicine, what's going, you know what I mean, like all that type of stuff. So my mom put me on the patch at nineteen. I end up having a like a side effect reaction where like I damn near went blind and had a fucking migraine. Like it was bad. Yeah. And it was a fucking patch. So yeah. So. I do think it's a generational thing of like not asking questions and like, you know, Here, how just they do this and like put a band aid on it. Yeah. But, but I also, before I forget, I wanted to say like, I think that, that you, you're onto something B when you say with, with P, you want to explain to him that there's different levels of sex. Like, sex is not only penetration. And like when you, when you describe it as such, it, it it goes into the whole field of intimacy and what that actually is. And that way we don't have motherfuckers that's out here just trying to fucking jack rabbit fuck you 
You know what I mean? And not yeah, just think about personal pleasure. Yeah. And not right. And not just thinking about self gain. It's like, no, you you can see the act as what it is and what it's meant to be. Like it's an intimate connection with someone else. Like I said before, you can have intimate connections with relatives, with friends, and with lovers. So if someone is able to like understand that and understand the fr- fragility, what's the word? Considered. Yes. Masculine fragility. Fragility, there you go. Of intimacy, of intimacy, no matter who may come within it, I think it takes it to a whole nother level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's amazing that you guys, you guys are like, you know, how you guys want to teach your sons, because you guys have boys, both have boys. So it's like, it's, it's the same, but different for me that me having to do it for my little girl because then it's like I was that little girl and you know and my mom didn't teach me anything so it's like for for boys it's like it's amazing that you guys want to teach them like there's different levels of sex because like they're they're gonna be well equipped as they get older and actually you know understand what that means you know so I, I think that's really amazing because I understand like hormones may absolutely everything that I instilled in Prince may go out the fucking out window. The window because hormones it's is really it's like really, you can't do shit about it there's nothing you you can't pray to allah jesus <laughs> mary you nothing like it's nothing you can do about that it's inevitable so like why not just prep why not prep on that mm-hmm. all right y'all so we're gonna wrap up today's show but usually meek or Elizabeth would do a quote of the day. Do you guys have anything today? Nah, dog. No, Bethany, do you have a quote of the day today? I do. And I thought it was really funny. And uh, so this girl, I don't know her name, so I can't really like cite my work, my quote, you know what I mean? But she said, no one loves single women more than married men, end quote. Um, killing <laughs> this is this is true. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it there. We're gonna wrap up today's show. Thank you, everyone who's tuned in. Make sure you subscribe. Look, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We talk back. You know I'm saying. Crazy sexy cool pod on Instagram. Crazy sexy cool pod on Twitter. Crazy sexy coolpod.com okay you can crazy sexy cool pod at your daddy at your daddy house so till next time we'll see you guys later we out